Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Imperial Everyday Women. My name is Dr. D. And I'm Ashley. And we are so glad to have you back with us for yet another episode. Miss Ashley, this is our fourth episode. I'm kind of excited. Um, I don't know why four seems like it's a big number, but four, fourth episode. That's really, really exciting. Like, who would have thunk it? Not me. <laughs> so, today... We have a couple of segments that we want to share with, with everyone. Uh, first, we're going to feature our Imperial Woman for this episode. I'm excited to hear who Miss Ashley has selected. And then we're going to talk about a subject that I think um, we both equally are uh, trepidatious about. And that is the topic of settling versus compromising. From there, we're going to review a couple of items that we have been um, using the last couple weeks, and then we'll round it out with a quick conversation that I had with my best friend today, and that is separating your who from your do. Stay with us. So my feature for today is Miss Kim Jarvis, Miss Kimberly Jarvis. Just a little background information about her. I met her when I was in high school. Uh, which was a few years ago, not too long ago. Um, and she was my high school chaplain, actually. So since then, I've noticed that she has always given, like given, given, given. She's given of her time, her talents, and even her resources. Um, I've honestly never seen Kim not do uh, without her whole, whole heart not being involved in it. Kim has started many not-for-profit organizations that gives back to our community locally. Um, the first that I know of was her giving definitely of her time. Uh, and again, that was as my high school chaplain. In more recent years, uh, she's started a tutoring organization. And um, as of late, I know that she has started an after-school program for boys and girls. And she gives back and she does it um, with her whole heart. Um, the word that I have chosen to best describe Kim is definitely passionate. Um, she is, in addition to just being passionate about the things that she does and puts her heart into, she is affectionate, she is adoring, she is admiring, and most importantly, she's loving. And the most amazing thing that I think I love about Kim is that she loves God. And I know that I keep talking about with her whole heart, but I know that she loves God with her whole heart and she puts him first in the things that she does. Um, so if you see Kim, if you know Kim Jarvis, give her a high five, give her a hug. And um, Kim, I just really wanted you to know that I see you, we see you, and we think that you're doing a great job in our community and you are imperial to us. Congratulations, Ms. Jarvis. So, Miss Ashley, a couple weeks ago, you texted me and asked me if we could focus a segment on settling versus compromising. What made you want to talk about that? So the reason why I chose settling versus compromise is because I think that oftentimes we think that they're interchangeable or that they mean the same thing. 
And so I really just wanted to hear your perspective and to see what the people think. Um, is settling the same as compromise? Um, and what? how would we define settling and how would we define compromise? And um, really, personally, I don't think that they're the same. Uh, I think that settling is settling and compromising is just choosing to uh, do something different um, with hopes of something better. So you're right on. Um, when I looked up what the definition was for uh, each of those words, settling is defined as making do with less, and compromise is defined as accepting or the act of accepting less of one thing in return for more of another. So settling is making do with less, and compromising is accepting less of one thing in return for more of another. I think it's really interesting that in some ways we get to places in life where we feel we have to settle. Yeah. And compromising is not an option. Um, when I thought of this topic, I was thinking about different areas such as relationships or your career or even the materialistic things in life, right, um, or your dreams. What are the things where you have to settle um, or what places are should we be compromising instead of settling? And what happens in life that makes us think we don't have an option? Hmm. Um, what makes us think that we either have to settle or that there is no compromise to be made? I don't know. That's a, that's a lot. I think that um, oftentimes we settle for fear that there's not something better or something worth going after. And so we choose to, in the end, settle uh, for something that's less than what we deserve. Um, and then when it comes to compromising, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's diff that's difficult to define for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know of a situation or a scenario where I've compromised but I feel like we can look at compromising from two different perspectives then because when I think of oh did you compromise did you you know give up your integrity almost right absolutely um, so I, I feel like it's a touchy subject um, and oftentimes people feel like they're just compromising when in actuality they're settling sure and that's a hard pill to swallow. So I had a chance to look at, uh, there's a website. It's, it's new to me. It's called Black and Married with Kids. And this author, um, Isum Kwade, it looks like his name is, he talked about, he talks about how there is a difference between compromising and settling. And actually, there are places where we should not be doing one or, or the other. So if it's a need and a necessity, then we should not be settling. Okay, that's fair. If it's a desire or want, there is space for settle and compromise, right? So a compromise may be necessary is another thing he says. A compromise may be necessary, but settling is never necessary. 
settling is a choice. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree, definitely. Um, I just feel like I'm selling myself short mm-hmm. when I settle. I um, Honestly, I feel the same way with compromise, but I understand compromise because you're giving up a little for to get more in another area. Sure. So I get it, but it's still... So I could see how they could be compared as the same thing, mm-hmm. I guess, now. Or conflated, absolutely. It's such a difficult conversation. <laughs> so here's where I wish I would have gotten sooner in life. Okay. Is I will compromise, I will not settle. Okay. Because the piece that I think we forget or we're not thinking about, particularly as women, is compromise means I'm getting more some I'm getting more of something because I'm taking less of something else. Or you're hoping to get more. Well, the definition, when you do it, by definition, you're getting more of something when you get less of something else. If that does not happen, you are settling. Okay. So if the more is not present, you are settling. Yeah. So in a relationship, if I have a high desire and need for... um, Affection, right? Sure. To be, to be, and however affection is defined by that person. I may compromise on flowers because I know the money on flowers we're going to spend on a trip. Okay. Or I may compromise on the amount of hours I see my partner during the week because I know on the weekend. Yeah. I've given them the week to do the things they need to do so that they can have the weekend free. That is a compromise. Settling is taking less consistently. Mm. The more never shows up. So back to that example, I settle in the weekend to never see my partner, to never get that affection, and I still don't get it on the weekend. Yeah. And in... My thoughts in the the article I was reading, settling brings about um, frustration, resentment, and feelings of questioning whether or not I'm worthy, whereas compromise does not necessarily bring those emotions. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm getting the more in another way. Um. And we have convinced ourselves that we're compromising, but we're really settling. Mm-hmm. That's why we're unhappy. That's why we're frustrated. That's why we're resentful. Yeah. Because I didn't get my more. Sure. I took my less expecting that we were in contract contract with each other. Yeah. So I think it has to be a lot of soul searching, a lot of communication. I do think... I I spend a lot of time telling my daughter, you can say no and you can have deal breakers. And being single, and I can say this because I'm not, so let me say that. (laughs) Being single is not a condition. (laughs) Can you explain that, please? 
<laughs> nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's broken. Being single doesn't okay. mean that you're you're not lovable or you're okay. not able to be in a relationship. It may mean that you did not want to settle. It may mean that the container you were trying to put your love in was not built to to hold the capacity of you. Yeah. It was not built to hold that kind of of product, that kind of love, right? If you think about it in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be such a unique lover that no one ever fits the bill. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying you to like do not have to settle. That. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely agree because I feel like the conversation is going more towards relationship than jobs. Well, we want to go there could, too. I guess we could talk about jobs, but you know, since I am single, and um, I like this conversation is really hitting home. And I didn't think that the conversation was about me when I sent you the message. Sure. Um, it was more because it was frustrating that people would think that, oh no, I'm compromising when in actuality mm-hmm. they're settling. Um, so to, to know that it is very possible <laughs> that, um, I don't know, like, I just think this conversation is, it's, I'm trying to digest it. I'm kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move it to in a different context, right? So sometimes, so put it in the same thing as settling. You never settle on a need, but you do compromise on a need. If I need a car, I'm going to take less for now so that I can save to get the car that I want later. Yeah. That's compromising. So what would be settling? In that sense, then. Uh, so settling in the way of objects, I think, is, which may not be bad, is just going with the less, and that's it. But the outcomes of that is that you could resent, so let's say the car. Um, a cheap car, my, my, when I was growing up, was a Pinto. And my siblings, if they ever listen to this, they're going to laugh, because we had a brown <laughs> Pinto with one blue door. If you settle and take that, I know, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> If you settle and say, this is all I can do, this is all I'll ever do, and so I'm not saving for anything, my dream is dead, I'm going to treat that Pinto Hmm. like trash. Okay. Because I'm mad at it. I'm resentful. This is all I could do. But the frame of mind, I think, for objects is, do I need to do less now so I can do more later? Okay. Okay jobs, careers. I think very few people want to compromise on their careers. Yeah. They want to, well, my experience, get some kind of credential and then have their dream job within three to five years. Yeah. And my generation, you settled so you could get the knowledge and get the expertise so that later... When the more came, you were ready because you had come through the come through the steps. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you. Um, seem to be a pro at this conversation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I was having a conversation with my manager today, and um, and this sounds terrible, but it's no big secret that I am frustrated with my job. In a sense that I feel like I should be doing so much more. Okay. And um, 
and I've I don't feel like I'm settling because I'm here and but I feel like it's served its purpose. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a af- I guess I'm afraid she challenged me today and said, um, so why don't you just make the jump? Like I don't want to see you go, but make the jump and that could mean, you know, for your sanity's sake, either making more or making less to get where it is you want to go. So I guess my question is, would you consider that settling for staying as I'm staying? I compromise, you have to think of the bookend. Okay. You are settling if you stop looking, stop searching, and decide your dream is dead. That's good. That's so good. So then you'll be at work, (laughs) attitude with people, because now you have believed that there is no other side. There's no other end to this. This is it, right? Yeah. And I've seen people who have settled in a career. I'm not searching anymore. I'm not looking Mm. anymore. What, for whatever reason, either I believe the imposter syndrome, which we should be talking about in an, in an episode. That's good. Um, I believe the imposter syndrome. I believe what people told me about what I could and couldn't do. Um, I've, I feel defeated. Hmm. And I have believed what white supremacist ideology has told me that I can't. Yeah. So I'm settled. I'm not moving anymore. I'm going to stay right here. I don't hear you saying that. I hear you saying, when is my more? Yeah. Am I doing it now or am I going to do it later? And I think those are decisions that we have to make for our ourselves. I think sometimes, not I think, for me, um, God made it real clear it's time. It was because it was uncomfortable in the position I was in. Uh, it, it, that's always been me in, in my career. Like, I love the place that I work, yeah. but the the job, can, it begins to feel like this is not mine anymore. It doesn't fit anymore. I'm putting on someone else's clothes. Hmm. And that's always when I can tell, okay, God is saying, start looking at what's out there and gar- start getting prepared. It can be a year before because I know I need to go beef up my resume. I need to go take this course. I need to yeah. go... You know, this last move, God told me six years before it happened. And you remembered. And I remember, like, I remembered, and I actually, I, I, I was like, okay, I need a degree. I know that when it comes time, I'm going to have to have the degree, and I can't get the degree overnight. Mm. So he's telling me now so that I have the five years to get the degree. That's good. My next move, I already called my best friend and I gave her the date and I said, write it down. This is what God told me I'm going to do next. And I need to not be worried about it. Hmm. But I hear what's next. And so I'm going to spend the time working for my more. I'm not settling. You're just compromising. I'm just compromising for now. I hope this conversation is helping somebody. It's so good. I promise it is. And then I don't want people to think that I'm compromising my job. So I may have to edit that because <laughs> I am not. I love the job I'm in right now. I absolutely love it. And I love the people that I, they know that I love them, the people that I work with. But yeah. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like settling would be me knowing that there's something for me to do. And staying exactly and where staying you are. staying exactly where I am. That's good. This is such a good conversation, Dr. D. I hope it helps somebody. We talked about, 
you know, materialistic things, career, relationships, dreams. Um, I, I say be real careful before you settle on a dream. Hmm. And actually, I hate to go back to relationships, but I posted the other day, while we are so busy looking at the potential in someone else, we need to remember to look at our own potential and to know that I'm not going to always be where I am. So when I'm looking for a relationship or I'm considering a relationship, does it have the capacity to allow me to grow? Can this person celebrate me on the journey? Do they have their own thing so they're not looking over at me, resenting that I'm, I'm getting it done, right? Hmm. My own potential, because I do have dreams, needs to be part of my consideration. And I'm not going to settle on my dreams so that either you are comfortable or I stay in this relationship. I have no idea of my own potential. I just know I have it, and I have a lot of it. Yeah. So are you the kind of person that can hang in there while it's, it's manifested to me and then I live in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I listen, I get you. I hear you. And so I think the question then becomes, um, how, how do you approach that? Because I think we've heard that you don't, I think you just said it, that we don't necessarily look at relationships for the person, for their potential. Right. But at the same time, it's do you have the capacity to be able to handle this as we progress? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's constantly my thinking. Like, do you think, do I think that you're not, I guess, good enough, even though it's a bad way to say it, it's kind of what I'm trying to, are you good enough or are you able enough to handle what I believe is going to happen in my world? Sure. And can you handle it? And are you willing to? But I feel like that's looking at potential at the same time. Sure. So then that becomes sticky, right? I don't, I think um, one of the ways to get at that is to ask about dreams. Mm. Right? Yeah. What is your ideal destination when it's time to retire? What is that looking like? Right. And if you're one who wants to retire to travel and that person wants to retire to stay home, that's going to tell you a little bit about their capacity for your dream. Hmm. If your dream is going to take you somewhere and their dream is to keep them stagnant. <laughs> right. Then that's going to tell you a little bit about their capacity for you as well. Unless they are very self-aware and emotionally intelligent, that they can let, not let, but encourage you to do your thing as outside of them, right? Yeah. But there's all kinds of questions you can ask, like, you know, when's the last time you celebrated the achievement of someone else? And what did that celebration look like? I promise you, if they struggle with the question... They're going to struggle with the ability to do it. Do you guys hear this knowledge and this wisdom <laughs> that's being dropped? <laughs> it's so good. 
If they say they haven't celebrated anybody or anything, or if they struggle with, dang, when have I had last celebrated? They're not going to now all of a sudden start celebrating for you. And run for the door. Run! <laughs> run! Get out of there. Especially if it's early. Don't even get emotionally invested. It's not It's not worth it. And I, I, unfortunately, folks get in these kind of relationships and then find out. Yeah. When it's too late. When it's too late. Yeah. So, don't settle on a need. Do some work to find out what your needs are. Let your energies go there. Don't let your energies go towards settling. Figure out what's important to you. What it, What are your deal breakers um, for your dreams, for the things that you buy, for your relationships, for your career. Mm. Figure those things out and do the work there. Don't expend your energy on settling or compromising. And you have our permission, you imperial women, to not settle. Don't settle. Don't end up in a place of resentment or frustration or anger um, when when there are places where you can compromise and still get your wins, still feel loved, appreciated, and seen, but don't settle. That's just our opinion. Don't settle, y'all. to review this sheet set that I purchased from Kohl's months ago but I literally unpackaged it like two nights two or three nights ago and it is the big one which is a Kohl's brand it's called the big one and it's Jersey sheet set so it's a little pricey it's about $79.99 huh? <laughs> it's $79.99 for the sheets but what size? So this is a queen size. Wait, it's eighty dollars for some queens. Wait, maybe because I'm cheap. Keep going. So I got it on clearance because y'all know Kohl's is good for a good clearance, right? So I got it for sixteen dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got it for sixteen dollars. And listen, the um, packaging says Jersey sheet set, and it says soft like your favorite T-shirt. When I tell you this freaking sheet set is so soft it is so amazing it feels like a nice expensive cotton t-shirt is what it feels like and i love a good set of sheets and listen this does it for me it does it for me so do are they deep because you know how sometimes you can have those thick mattresses where the sheets won't go all the way yeah around it, them? it's 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 deep Okay. I have a really nice queen size pillow top bed mattress okay. and um, it fits all the way up under it. So oh, wow. I cool. think you guys will enjoy it. All right, I'm going to Kohl's. I may even go tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I wanted to share, uh, I was looking at a friend's post who was talking about um, plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. I have plantar's fasciitis in both feet and someone was saying try tart cherry juice 
So I ran to the local GNC and they were already already closed. And something said, try the Kroger. So I went to Kroger and right there in the juice aisle were five different types of tart cherry juice. Hmm. So I picked the one that seemed to be 100% juice. And when I was um, looking at the post, the person said, you will see a difference in a matter of uh, at least two days. So I took home the chart ch- tart cherry juice. Try saying that three times. Uh-uh, I'm not even going to do it because I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, drank nothing but that for a day and a half. And do you want to know what happened? Uh, let's hear it. I actually could tell a difference. Hmm. My feet aren't inflamed like they had been um, in recent months. I had really been struggling and just kind of struggling in um, struggling. Well, people close to me in my life knew I was struggling, but other than that, I'd really been struggling in silence. Yeah. Um, just trying to navigate my feet. And I was really surprised that the chart tart cherry juice helped with the plantar's fasciitis fasciitis so um it's my understanding so i looked it up tart cherry juice can actually be helpful for gout plantar fasciitis hmm. and anything with inflammation because the content of the juice brings down inflammation so the antioxidants in cherry juice is really high and actually helps any kind of inflammation so the next time you are sore or dealing with those kinds of things now again this is no this doesn't take the the it doesn't take the place of going to the doctor and doing the things that you need to do medically yeah but i wanted to try out the suggestion for tart cherry juice and it's says it contains natural compounds that have anti-inflammatory activity and can ease the pain of osteoarthritis, uh, cartilage inflammation, things such as hip pain, joint pain, and plantar fasciitis. That's nice. I actually struggled with it um, a lot last year. Just difficult to get out of the bed and Mm -hmm. walk. Like, so much pain. And so... I will definitely put this in the rotation uh, for when it does flare up. Yep. Go get you some tart cherry juice and some good sheets. Lay in the bed, drink you some tart cherry juice. There you go. And Netflix. <laughs> A couple of shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, are you watching anything really quick on Netflix? I know that this is not on the agenda, um, but is there any show that you're watching right now? I'm not watching anything on Netflix, but I got wind of this show, um, and I think it's on um, Amazon Prime, and it's called Carnival Row. Okay. So I'm just on the fourth episode. It's very, uh, so it's got fairies and werewolves, very magical, you know, fairy world kind of theme but with real people and it, it takes a lot to keep my attention that's why I usually am a YouTube person because I can watch some good YouTube stuff for two minutes and that's good mm. 
So this has actually kept my attention in that I'm on the fourth episode in about six days, which usually isn't my... I don't watch shows like that. <laughs> what you been watching? So uh, there, there's a few shows. I actually haven't watched TV in a minute, but um, when I was, definitely you on Netflix, which is that thriller type of show. Really? So good. Why does it sound familiar? Listen, yeah. Uh, next is I've recently been watching What If, which is also on Netflix. Okay. And it has my girl Renee Zellweger in it. Love her. Um, and then uh, Divorce. And you can find that on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Listen. What is. If is good. Yes. What If was great. I watched that whole season already. Did you? No, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I'm only on like episode three. Oh, it's three good. Or four. No, it's good. See what? all the red lines. Oh, watched it all. It's gosh. good. Did you watch you? No, I haven't watched you yet. So I'm I'm pulling it up so I can bookmark it. All right. So we just gave you guys some shows you can check out on Netflix. This was definitely impromptu. I was just wondering what she was watching. <laughs> and uh yeah. Tell us what you think of these shows if you've already watched them and if you have any shows show suggestions. Listen, she's watched you. What did you think? <laughs> it was good. I didn't realize I had watched it until I just looked it up. Season two is about to come out. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it was a show where I was like, why? Like, where's the rest of it? So I, I will be watching the rest of you. I guess I did watch you. Yay. It was a good show. Okay. Did we have anything else on the agenda? Yeah, we got one more piece. Stay okay. tuned. Hey, no, no, your question that I wanted to get your thoughts on before we get out of here. I was talking to my best friend today about separating your who from your do. And we were talking about there are times where our actions will not align with our beliefs because we're human and things happen. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with that sometimes because I feel like there will be someone who uses that as an excuse to behave outside of who they say they are. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you on the way out of the show about separating your who from your do. Do you believe there are times when it's okay that your behavior doesn't match with who you, what you say your character is? I don't think that there's ever an appropriate time um, that it's okay yet I understand when it happens. Does that make sense? It does. Um, So definitely it doesn't give you permission to act out of character or to do what you know you ought to be doing. But when it, if it does happen, um, spur the moment, not premeditatedly. Is that a word? Premeditatedly. If you say it is. All right. Okay. If you're not um, doing it where you're thinking about it before you do it, I think uh, that that's the difference. And that sort of gives you, it's the I'm human pass. But if you, um, if it's not something, you should pretty much strive to be who you know to be. And um, so I think that's the difference. But what are, what are your thoughts? So I get it. You're saying if you think about it first, then your do is your who. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
So some things you have to own, if you've thought about it first and you did it, and it was it was against your character. Actually, it's not against your character. That's just who you are. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all are Imperial Everyday Women. That's E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-L, Everyday Women. Is your who connected to your do and how? Right, we want to thank everybody for being with us today. Um, I really enjoyed you, Miss Ashley. I so enjoyed this conversation and your presence as always. Me too. This has been a, a gift just to be able to spend time with you. Um, and again, a reminder, imperial means royal. It means celestial. Awestruck. Queenly. Amazing. And our purpose is to remind every woman that they are in fact imperial. That even if it seems like it's everyday and regular, it's amazing because you are the one doing it. You are unique and we hold you to no comparison of anyone else or anything else, but just who you are. So thank you for being amazing in all that you do and we'll talk to you next episode.